Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, Sucking the Monkey, the F1 Crash Bill for 2021, Synthetic Fuel and a Lippy Double Bill. Happy New Year, Lippy. Happy New Year. We're back. We are. It's gone very quickly, though, to be honest. (laughs) Yes, you're not wrong there. It has gone quickly. Now, we do owe our listeners a bit of an explanation about what's happened over the last five or six weeks. I've lost count. It was rather abrupt, I feel like. (laughs) It was rather abrupt. So there's two reasons for this. The first one is is the good news that Mm. you have got a new job, which means you have to travel every day rather than stay at home in your pyjamas. Yes. I do. So the half an hour commute was adding a slight issue. And obviously my first week, I wasn't going to leave on time. I'm not one of those people. So I wasn't getting home until very late every evening. Yeah. So we had to abandon the, what would have been this episode on, I think it was the 26th of November. So congratulations on the new job and you're, you're back into events. Events. I, the worst time ever to go back into events is just before Christmas, but I did it. <laughs> yes, well done. You, you've been fraught with a few COVID-related problems as well. Yeah, the word we don't mention has been the highlight yeah. of my month. <laughs> it's all I talk about now is COVID and discounts and cancellations and government guidelines, all that fun stuff. <laughs> yes, well, I suspect it's with us for a few more weeks. Yes, but we don't cover that on this program. No. That's what. Anyway, the other reason, which is not quite so good, is that I had a number of medical tests, scans and biopsy, and I have been diagnosed with prostate cancer, which is contained in the prostate, which can be muddled up with other words. So it is highly treatable, and my dad had it a good 25 years ago, and it progressed further than mine has. So I'm in a very good position to have it Mm. completely eradicated by a process called HIFU, which is ultrasound, not Not laser, as Wife of Grumpy keeps telling people, oh, it's going to be a laser. I wouldn't a laser anywhere near that area. Thank you very much. (laughs) So anyway, that did cause a bit of delay. It did, it did. And I'm very grateful that my GP insisted I went and saw somebody, despite Mm. having a low PSA count, which is normally the trigger for further investigations. But in fact, it was getting up to the loo rather a lot during the night and, and having pretty poor flow as well at the time Um, but it was there only for about a month so it could have easily just been shrugged off so uh, yeah so it's not good news but it is the best bad best of the worst best of the worst it's uh, slow growing it's contained in the prostate and it's highly treatable so um, so there may be some interruptions in our service over the next couple of months whilst that gets remedied but Apart from that, it's business as usual here at Grumpy Towers. Back to the same old nonsense. Same old nonsense. Right. So, some while ago, we had our last episode, and we did get a bit of feedback from a number of people. In fact, this one is the episode before the episode before, from the Screaming Tomato, who typically had done some investigation into some of the topics we discussed. And we talked about micronations and sea land, which exists on a platform. And in Australia, where the Screaming Tomato resides, there is the Principality of Hutt River, which seemed to suffer the same problems as Sealand, in that somebody set it up and nobody recognised it. So it just completely collapsed. 
In fact, in 2020, it completely was completely dissolved. So even he gave up on it. So that was that was quite interesting. And we'll add I a link to that. I do have a that. question. Go is Hut River just a hut on a river? No. Or is it slightly larger than a hut on a river? That's a good question. It's two T's. So I suspect it's named after somebody or something in the area. So it's not a garden shed floating on a river, if that's where you're going with that one. That was what I was thinking. So yeah. <laughs> Maybe the river was called Hutt. Who knows? Who knows? The other one, which uh, we talked about some while back, was the fact that Horatio Nelson was pickled in brandy, which Mm. seemed to be a bit of a mistake. And the fact that the barrel was empty when they arrived back in England meant the body was past its best, let's put it that way. Yes. And Screaming Tomato tells us something called sucking the monkey, which or bleeding the monkey, or tapping the admiral. (laughs) <laughs> which is the practice of sucking liqueur from a cask through a straw. Now, I suspect this was slightly nefarious sailors who who, yes, who wanted a small nip of whatever it was in the barrel. So they would dig a little hole in it and then put a straw in there and, and, and drink away. Which I, I'm guessing they probably didn't do that with the barrel with Nelson in it. Or did they? I which mean, is why it was then empty. You'd hope not, but... Some people just don't care, do they? No, they don't. And it was different times, Mm. very different times. Interestingly, in Kentish Town, North London, there is a pub called Tapping the Admiral. So maybe that's one that we ought to visit. It'd be cool if they sold mini casks with straws in them. Yes, it would, wouldn't it? But it'd have to be paper straws now. Uh, I'm not sure a paper cask would work either, would it? No, no. That might be a case of a home-brought titanium straw. I don't (laughs) get on with paper ones very well. They go a bit soggy. Well, they go soggy, but it's also, I'm not very keen on wooden spoons in my mouth. I, don't uh-uh. find, I find the same taste with um, paper. With paper straws. Yes, for some reason. I don't know why. The other thing that we had back in November was a picture of a clarion rack system in a, in a Mercedes Benz. Mm. And I had a friend of mine contact me and said, surely that's been photoshopped. No, it hasn't. Definitely not. And I have got a link to bensworld.org, one of the threads on there which shows one of the cars with it all fitted and the guy had restored this car and lots of photos and no it was indeed true mm-hmm. as they say on whatever that program is on the bbc where they lie a lot oh would i lie to you that's the one oh, yeah. <laughs> the clue's in the title the clue is in the title uh, so over december we had our advent calendar yes uh, audible advent calendar which was fun to do i think i don't think we've laughed quite as much definitely not with one of these and there were a few mistakes which we rectified by recording it again but then i unrectified by taking the one with a mistake in and it so there it. was yeah put it in so there was one lippy fun fact which ironically we have got later in this episode we do, we do have a yeah. little fun fact today. Yeah, a bit of a bit of a switch round there. And towards the end of the year, Spotify gave people information about what they'd been listening to over the previous twelve months. And amazingly, the Screaming Tomato had listened to one thousand six hundred and sixty nine minutes of us prattling on. That is impressive, to be honest. He it, deserves a badge of some sort he, for that. He did well. I think he deserves one of our mugs when I finally get round to uh, <laughs> organising that. We will send you one. He's also in the top 1% of Dido listeners, so it's not all good. He does go on to say, missing your normal service. So, Screaming Tomato, we're back. We are back. And I also had a WhatsApp message from Davros saying, your grumpy fun fact about the meaning of mistletoe just won me a quiz at work. 
We are the was gift there a prize involved with the win? Uh, I haven't seen him to question him any further. Uh, I suspect it was a box of chocolates or something mm. of that. That's your... Well, well done. So obviously we're back to work this week. Well, you know, you've worked over the last week, but I've just had 12 days off. And I sat down at the computer and I could not remember my password <laughs> at all. I just haven't got a clue where to start Fortunately, I use a uh, password manager and it was in there, but it, I had to then go and fire up another computer that I could log into and go and find it in there. Mm. But it got me thinking about things over Christmas. And one of the odd things I found is that we had a number of Christmas cards that converted into a postcard. So if you think you open the card, the right-hand bit where you tend to write Happy Christmas and from. Yeah rips off and then on the left hand side you've got a space to put an address and um, and write something like wish you, you were reuse here or something it. Like that. you can reuse it which i think is a really nice idea except that the picture on the other side of the postcard is a christmas scene yeah so when are you supposed to send it send it back next year to the same people that's exactly what i'm planning to do <laughs> <laughs> exactly here that you go, happy christmas card back <laughs> exactly Yep. Now, I think we need to ask those people if, I don't know how many cards they send out, let's say 20, if next year their 20 Christmas cards are all of the cards that they sent last year. Or maybe we'll do an experiment next year where we'll get those sorts of cards and see what see what then comes back. Mm. So I thought that was quite uh, quite humorous. I, I liked the idea, but they thought, what would you, what would you use it for? Yeah. Why not just have reusable Christmas cards? Well, you could do a virtual Christmas card, couldn't you? That's kind well, one of that reusable. you could, like a China graphic pencil that you'd write on the fridge or something. So you just write, rub it mm. off. So some sort of plastic covering is probably not ideal, yeah. though. So the other big thing that happened in December was, of course, was the end of the 2021 Formula One Championship, and ended with a bang—not a literal black bang, but wasn't far off. It was. It wasn't. Um, believe it's still rumbling on the mm. whole thing about the race di- director and uh, i don't want to take sides here but it uh, did seem a little odd but then i think it's been a year of very odd decisions by the race director if you it go back has. further it's not a, not a new thing i don't like to take sides either but what i have been saying is both drivers deserved to win yeah, it was just agreed. a shame that that's how he won I absolutely agree. You wouldn't want to win under those circumstances. No. It's a little bit like if you go back into the 90s when Colin McRae won his only World Rally Championship. You could argue he won because Toyota were excluded because they cheated. But you know, that, that's the way it is. If you cheat, you're going to get excluded. Yeah. I mean, certainly to the extent that they did. But it always taints that victory, mm. and I think it will be the same Max Verstappen. And I'm really pleased that Mercedes didn't fight it. Because yes. I think for it to be taken away and then given to Lewis Hamilton would have tainted that eighth victory. And he, you know, he's a he's a racer. He wants to win it on his own terms, not um, not through the courts. And I think he was fundamental in Mercedes not pursuing it. I think that was the right decision. But obviously, the result of the race was was a bit cockeyed. Anyway, moving on from that, moving on from that, I did find a list of 2021 driver crash costs from uh, Sky. Ooh. So this is for, yeah, it's quite an interesting list. So this is in euros and top of the list is Mick Schumacher having run up a bill of 4.2 million euros. Oh, and they're letting him drive next year. <laughs> and yes, incredible. 
Max Verstappen was third with 3.8 million. He did write the car off a couple of times though, didn't he? Yes, he well, he's biggins. young. He, yeah. He's young. He'll be having one of those monitoring boxes next year. <laughs> Lewis was in 13th with 1.2 million. That's and very good going. Le- yeah, it's not bad, is That'll it? That'll be when Max Verstappen took him out. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah, so you probably could attribute quite a though, quite a large <laughs> amount to uh, to Mr. Verstappen and Lois. Number twenty was Escobon Ocon in the Alpine with a mere two hundred eighty thousand. Yeah, that's not even a full so crash, I don't think. It's not, but I wonder how many laps they did. So maybe uh, there's fewer laps. See, my interesting one. Where's Lando Norris? He didn't Lando do too badly. Norris, no twelfth. Considering he had a few. Issues. He did, didn't he? 1.4 million. Now, we watched the latest James Bond film on New Year's Eve. And I'm Love not going to give any of the plot away whatsoever if you've not seen it. If you have seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But it occurred to me sometime earlier, watching an earlier Bond film, that was James Bond's job to travel around the world and annoy bad people? Because that's all he seems to do. It's all he seems to do. <laughs> yeah, particularly Connery and more they as bonds mm. they seem to just rub everybody up the wrong way yeah some for a spy he's very well known in yes, the absolutely. Bad, yes. in the villain community yes keep a low profile i don't think so what i'm going to no. do is annoy you nick some I'm some of your to tell stuff everybody my name <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly exactly so it's slightly odd job title i think it makes me think of um the a team we rewatched that the other day it was on the tv as the film or the original the, series? The film, film. with yes. um, Bradley Cooper's in it. Isn't Bradley it? Cooper and the guy from Taken. Oh, Leslie Nielsen plays Hannibal. Is that his name? No, not Leslie. Liam Nielsen. Liam Nielsen. Liam ne- yes, Leslie Nielsen was, of course, in um, Liam ne- Squad. Liam Neeson. <laughs> Get there at the end. <laughs> yes. But anyway, that it reminds me of that because they have the CIA in that and they're all called Lance. Yes. Now that's more of a spy thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, call everybody the same name. Yeah, they were saying that's why nobody trusts the CIA, because nobody knows their names. (laughs) That would make it very difficult, wouldn't it? But if you phone up the switchboard and ask for Lance, it could take a while to get through them. Yeah. And we were watching an episode of House of Games, which still remains our favourite game show. And there was a lady on there who was a ventriloquist. And I wondered, do ventriloquists basically laugh at their own jokes? Because whenever you see one... (laughs) The dummy will tell a joke, and then the person <laughs>, laughs. So, yeah, essentially, it's just a vehicle to laugh at your own jokes. It is. Oh, maybe I should get a ventriloquist doll then. I think it'd be quite funny. It would it's be. quite an art, though. It I'm not sure I could do it. Well, you'd, you'd need to practice a bit, but I'm sure you could. It'd be great in meetings because you'd be able to insult people and pretend it wasn't you. <laughs> That's not a bad shout, to be honest. I don't have that many meetings these days. So. Oh, that's a good thing. So, we have started wedding invites. Oh. The dreaded wedding invites. Oh, dear. It's the first... I haven't had ours yet. Oh, I haven't sent them. I've just started oh. them. It's the first stress we've come across because I'm a very organised person. Everything's booked. It's a, over a year away and we're starting wedding invites. But I thought we might as well get them out because we're not going to do save the dates. We're just going to do wedding invites. Yeah, good idea. So we've written them. We wrote them together. I basically wrote them and then Chris tried to change what I had written and we kept it how I had written it. <laughs> so, minus a few things. Okay. So we wrote those and then I thought, actually, whilst I'm on this, I'll collate everybody and count up how many we need and get all of that sorted so that once yep. they're done, I can just take them and get them printed. Started adding people up. 
I was under the oppression. We had around 90 guests to the day. Ah, uh, okay. We've had maybe 15 people sneak in there within the last couple of months. <laughs> so it's up to 105. 100 and... No, we're more than 15 then, because it's up to 107. Oh, 17. So I think it has gone down because I very brutally cut two people that weren't my guests, but I've never <laughs> met them. Chris hasn't seen them in four years, so they ain't coming to the day. Oh, dear. <laughs> we're just hoping some people say no now. So if you're listening to this and you're invited, please say no. <laughs> no, joking, joking. I said we just need to not do as many things and save a bit more money. Yes, I suppose so. So does that mean your number for the evenings increased or decreased? Have you moved people from the evening into the yes, all day? Yes, it has. Okay. It has decreased. Yes, but it's decreased with in mind that I've started a new job and Chris's company are employing people all the time. So we're expecting to invite work colleagues to the evening okay. that aren't currently on the list. But the evening guests don't mean as much. We're not paying for the evening guests as such. Yeah. So. Are you still having the wood-fired pizza? They still haven't come back to me. Ah. But yes, we would still like to have them. So I, we chased them the other day. But it has been Christmas. It has been busy. We know they were busy. We've spoken to them on the phone. So we're, we're probably not a priority for them as we are so far away. Yeah, probably not. But you still want to get it booked and... Yeah, all I want to do is pay them money. You'd think they'd be quite happy to take that. But yes, whatever, as you would say. Yeah. Now, going back through our slightly disjointed list from November, I was sent a, a link to an article in Car and Driver. So it is slightly motoring related. And it involves a Tesla Model S, which obviously, as we know, is an electronic, electronic, it's electric vehicle. So is zero emissions vehicle. As far as the owner is concerned, he'd bought a non-polluting car. However, when he tried to register it in Singapore, he was hit with the highest pollution taxation which doesn't really make sense no is it because he was shipping it in well yes it's not it's not one obviously that they make there so what they do as for all electric vehicles a grid emission factor of half a gram co2 per watt was applied to the electric energy consumption and then they got to a figure of 222 grams per kilometer which is quite highly polluting vehicle and he was well, they use the word fined, which seems a bit strong, but no, taxed, not fined, taxed. They use fined elsewhere. But of course, Elon Musk is on the case, apparently. But this was in 2016. I so, 100% uh, would have sent that straight to Tesla and been like, explain this, please. Well, it's more the, how the Singapore government calculate the uh, the tax on the vehicle. But mm. uh, it would be a bit of a shock. It would have been. Having said that... I do get a little irritated with vehicles that have zero emission on them because that's just not the case at all. No. Because you have to use a shed load of CO2 to make the thing. Mm -hmm. And, and you've still got to... Well, ship it. Which you've got to do with any car. You know, so buying a new car is not necessarily the greenest thing to do. But you've still got to... You know, a lot of this is still gas and coal-fired, and more and more of it is renewables. But there's still a lot of CO2 that's used in the production of electricity that mm. arrives at your car. And if... You've got a situation where the power station is some distance from where you're charging. There's a massive loss of electricity. Small local power stations are a much better bet than big centralised ones because of the power loss. But yes, that would have been a bit of a shock, having spent it quite a lot have, of money on, yes. a, on a Tesla. We were following one the other day, actually, and 
it wasn't that old, but the number plate was on one key. And I'm thinking, that would have stressed me some, absolutely, somewhere in the region of £100,000 for that car. And they can't put the number plate on straight. I mean, that is really, really annoying. The key is in the details, and the details well, are showing absolutely. bad. Pull over and let it go past. <laughs> Didn't have to look at it. <laughs> and talking of uh, fuel, the, there's a couple of companies. One of them is Porsche who are producing synthetic fuel. This looks like an absolute winner to me because it can mix with normal fossil fuels, normal petrol. Um, we have a delivery network for it and you know we understand how to do that. And back in November, the first flight in a fairly small plane, but uh, unmodified, on, uh, on the synthetic petrol. So wow. it's moving ahead nicely. That's impressive. And there's a whole bunch of information about it and how it's produced and how it's more environmentally friendly than obviously the equivalent petrol. So mm. there's there's a lot of reading to do around that, but it's it's gaining momentum. And I think that is a better, even if it's an Option. interim step, but yeah, if we all go electric, we won't be able to charge our cars. And that's, um, you know, there's no thoughts gone into the infrastructure, which is a bit of a worry. So that's really good. Bosch is the other company involved in it as well. Who are a very good company for batteries. Absolutely. Yeah. This electronic, yeah, so they've got it both covered, really. <laughs> <laughs> both ends. Coming down every avenue. Yes. And I believe they'll be cheaper because there was a bit of a to-do with Mike Brewer saying that petrol would be at £5 a litre before long. And one of the chaps from, I can't remember which of the synthetic companies, said, no, that's not the case. We'll be producing this and it will be cheaper. It'll, it will be around one fifty a litre. Do you watch Countdown at all or 8 out of 10 Cats do countdown. I've watched a few eight out of ten cats do countdown. Is so that the, right? lead, the cats yes, don't do the countdown? Yes, I think so. <laughs> no, but it's the program. Yeah. Eight out of ten cats do countdown. Yes, cats seem to just sleep in our house. But <laughs> yes, anyway, the lady in Dictionary Corner, Susie Dent. Yes, she has had a series of very, very well thought out tweets over the last month with different words so she has a word of the day and this particular one and i don't know what it was from but at some point over december reminder of the word nod crafty which is a 17th century word which is given to nodding the head with an air of great wisdom when you actually don't have a clue (laughs) i do that so many times we all do yeah, we all do. Oh, yeah, definitely. so nod crafty, it has a term. Yeah. But he sat there in a meeting with the boss again. I have no idea what he's talking about. None mm. whatsoever. It's the it's the moment when they go, Oh yeah, could you explain that please then? And then you're like <laughs> I was just nodding along. <laughs> well, that's we you then try and explain something completely different. I think that's the only yes. way to save any grace, so that Oh, that's how I understood it. So I found an odd fact out during December. What shape? No, it's odd. It's not a fun fact. It's an odd fact. What shape Mm. do you think goat's pupils are? Goat's pupils? Do you know what? I'm going to go rogue. Triangle. Rogue is the right way to go with this. They are actually rectangular. Didn't know that. I really want to go and look at goat now. Yes. Rectangular. I know. Apparently it's because they're they're more able to protect themselves when a predator comes along because they've got a almost film screen like field of do. vision. I, know. I, kind of, I think I knew that as well. They are bizarre, aren't they? They are very weird. It is, it is weird. But it it just gives them a wider range of um 
vision. Is that why they always look a bit psycho? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Because they have yeah, rectangular quite, pupils. Yeah, you can't quite put your finger on it. But uh, yes, they are slightly odd in the eye department. Mind you, our cat sometimes, the other day, was uh, outside. It was quite bright and heard us banging around in the kitchen somehow and then turned its head around. It had the weirdest eyes I've seen in a long while. Just terrifying. Absolutely she was probably terrifying. possessed. That's why she could hear you. Uh, well, I think she was on rat watch again. But mm. um, I am still convinced that she is not deaf. She just doesn't listen, doesn't care. No, she's definitely, no she is definitely deaf because the fireworks don't bother her. Oh, at all. They used to a lot. She used to be terrified mm. by them. But um, she can't hear those anymore. Whether whether she could hear supersonic or not, I don't know. I suspect not. Now, as you know, I'm quite keen on bees. You do insects. like bees, yes. I do. I do like them. And I was overjoyed. I'm not going to underplay this. Overjoyed to see in Leicester that the tops of their bus shelters, where they've got a roof, flat mm. roof, they're actually make, putting gardens on to attract bees. How cute! Well, it's not really cute. It's a very sensible thing. It is, because that's just a wasted area, isn't it, really? It is indeed, yes. Yeah, so they'll be filled with a mix of wildflowers and other plants to attract bees and other pollinating insects. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they'll have them so they'll attract stuff all year round because we have bees that are obviously fewer of them, but they're operating in the winter as well. So, you know, good selection. That would be good to see. But I thought it was a really smashing idea so obvious when somebody shows it to you but um, actually quite smart yes so yeah i look forward to seeing that in other parts of the country too <laughs> now they've done it everyone will do it won't they well you would hope so be part you, of a green really initiative would hope so. yes right so in a change from normal you're gonna yes. do a lippy top tip and a lippy fun fact i have got two so, for everybody yeah. yes excellent so i'm gonna go make a cup of tea and leave you to it <laughs> <laughs> so for the next hour <laughs> hour <laughs> only put 50p in the yeah. meter <laughs> so first we'll go top tip we'll go normal first yep top tip so this is actually something chris showed me when we we're doing wedding invitations and it has changed my life and i don't know if anybody else knows about this but you know when you're typing something and you've forgotten that caps lock is on? Yes. And you're typing away for ages and then you're like, ah, and then you delete everything and retype it all without caps lock. You don't have to delete it. You can just highlight it and do control F3 and it turns it back into lowercase for you. Does that work on anything? Yeah. But I didn't know it was control and F3. That's really useful. For Word, it's definitely control yeah. F3. Well, let's try a text editor. This is top podcasting and no mistake. <laughs> I can't find it. Oh, there's my editor. Oh, no, I don't think it's going to work in that because that's really odd. But that is a brilliant top tip. Yeah, so if in Word you end up typing in all caps, highlight, control, F3. And it works the other way as well if you want to put it into caps lock. It also, if you do mm-hmm. it and then do it again, it turns the first letter of every word into capitals oh. and the rest of it lowercase. So it's like a cycle. So t- title case, I think they call that. That's the one. Yeah, so brilliant. very that handy. That is a brilliant top tip. Unusually for you, that is a brilliant top tip. we can thank Chris for that one. Okay. So then my fun fact, which I tested yesterday and is true, and I was very excited, is that Magnums, the ice cream, they 
I don't know how many people know this, but frozen chocolate doesn't actually smell of chocolate. However, when you open a Magnum, it smells like chocolate. And I tested this and it does smell like chocolate. So how's that possible then? That is because what they do is they put chocolate essence in the glue so that when the packet is glued together, it's like the chocolate scent is in there. And when you open it, you get a puff of chocolate scent. Well, I never... And it's just in the glue. Good heavens. That's to increase customer interaction. Because if you smell it, you'll taste it as well. It's part part of it. Good heavens. Mm. I wonder what else they do that with. I don't know. It baffled me, to be perfectly honest. And I went and bought Magnums. And I've eaten a lot of them to test it. And opening the wrapper is... You get that waft of chocolate. You get the puff of chocolate. And then if you take it out and you sniff the ice cream, you can't smell anything. But if you sniff the packet, you can smell the chocolate. Well, I never. So yeah, I would I would highly suggest going out and buying a Magnum and trying it. Well, we've got your word for it, but there must be other things. So if there's other things that you've come mm. across in the frozen foods department that smell of the contents, then let us know. Oh, I'm off to the garage to buy a Magnum. <laughs> That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.